0: The following podcast is rated H for horny. It contains adult themes, sexually explicit content, and strong language.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Potterotica Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Lindsay.
0: I'm Giggles. (laughs) Watch this train wreck happen while I get it right.
1: Proud of you. Um, And we're back for episode four of He Who Must Not Be Disobeyed.
0: I think he's about to find out what happens when he uh, disobeys.
1: Guys, I'm just so excited. This is going to be when they meet up, don't you think? This is the Friday calling card, cocking card. Do we have any
0: (laughs) quick updates? And then we can go into the Pensieve.
1: So just a quick reminder, we're having a live show on December 6th in Chicago at the Cards Against Humanity studio. It is a small, intimate holiday show. It's our (laughs) horny holiday Extravagance. We call it something. Yeah, we call yeah, it another. We keep another making H. up different. We'll, we'll come it. a name. For it. <laughs> we'll solidify. Dickmas. Dickmas. <laughs> yes. yes. No, we're celebrating holidays. <laughs> what would like be balla? We could have the Deathly Swallows yeah. Bala Days. with like mistletoe. <gasps> the holly berries. The holly the, the Christmas tree is and like a, a menorah v- candle. Oh my god, it's so good holly berries. So we'll have a link posted on our social channels and our Potterotics Facebook page for more details, but. Uh, We're going to have a more intimate show, so get your tickets while they're hot. Yeah. And then I feel like the only other thing worth mentioning is, I guess it'll be up next week, is a very special bonus episode that the authors of the story wrote, and that'll be up on our Patreon. So if you're a dong, you're about to get a bonus. Thank you, Brandon,
0: Strain, and Rachel for writing this, letting us read it. You're a genius.
1: Yeah, and then I think... Guys, Penn Steve is just, he met the guy, mm-hmm. they had a drink, they almost kissed. Like, Albus is like, I can't do this here because of my condition, but let's meet up afterwards. And so the guy gave him his calling card and they're meeting up. And I think that's what this episode is going to be, right? The meeting up? Yeah. yeah.
0: Do we know, <laughs> is there any canon condition that Albus has that would prevent public sex in the sex chamber?
1: <laughs> oh, I mean, no. no. <laughs> He's not face, like diabetic. You said, Public sex in the sex chamber. <laughs> so sex that's sex that. a sentence you've said a million times. Unless he's a Hogwarts professor at this stage, and he's a little worried about. Yeah, oh. that's what the well, masks are. And not not to read
0: ahead, but he is a teacher.
1: But that's what the anonymity takes care of.
0: Right. Well, anyway, we'll find out.
1: Let's Except do for it, Allie, because she's wearing a just a doctor's <laughs> mask. <laughs> She'd be like
0: Allie, Allie, <laughs> and her Hi. big hair. Is that
1: Allie? That's one hundred percent Allie. <laughs> wi-
0: she's wearing wide leg <laughs> jeans. She's not even.
1: Fully she's alley. got a crop top and wide leg jeans and an arrow pointing and she to just, her eyebrows that says and she's is wearing her a I've, name tag. Yeah, it's
0: her, weird. Her, her iPhone is the Potteratica case. Like, that's her. For, that's for 100%
1: sure. Al. Oh, all right, Dan, take us to town.
0: Albus sat in his office late on Monday evening. He was supposed to be making his fifth-year students' transfiguration homework, but he couldn't concentrate. Instead, he sat with a worn copy of Tales of Beedle the Bard, refreshing his memory on the tales of the three brothers. (laughs) Mm. He remembered with a mixture of fondness and sadness that he used to read the tales to Ariana when she was little, the three brothers being her favorite. Of course, that had been many years ago.
1: I wonder if he's trying to get like clues from the story. Like, well, I have to cross a bridge on the way there. And, I-
0: and then death showed up and said, I will spank you. <laughs> he said, Not in my magical jock strap.
1: I mean, the mask is sort of his invisibility cloak, yeah. his anonymity mask. <laughs> For almost defeating death, I will give you a jock strap. Please wear wisely. <laughs>
0: There was a loud knock at the door, and Albus jumped in his seat, snapped out of his daydream, and back to reality. He quickly shoved the book under a pile of parchment and straightened his robes, like it's born. I know. <laughs> come in, he called. Bathilda <laughs> popped her head through the door and grinned mischievously at him.
1: Come in. Come in. He oh, come oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, dearie, oh, a visitor. Oh, it's like Albus. We know you're doing something sketchy yeah. <laughs> with that. Come in. Nothing's
0: <laughs> happening. Are you jerking off to tales of bar? Hey, you. She greeted him warmly, closing the door behind her. Sorry I couldn't get away sooner. Classes have been manic today. Bethilda looked to the picture of respectability now that she was wearing her formal professor's robes, made of the same deep blue brocade material as the scant dress she had worn at the club on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Albus was certain that this was deliberate, but he chose not to mention it. Not to worry, he assured her, motioning for her to take the seat in front of his desk. I appreciate you finding the time to come and speak with me. So formal. She waved her hand dismissively as she sat down. Trust me, I'd much rather hang out in your office than spend my time marking another dismal essay on Goblin Rebellions. (laughs) And this is the first chance I've had to come speak to you about the club after you left without telling me.
1: (gasps) He ghosted her? Irish goodbye. Ouch. Scottish goodbye. Mm -hmm.
0: Seamus goodbye. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to have a word with you about the club, he replied slowly, wringing his hands nervously in his lap. He was in two minds about whether or not he should meet with the man he met at the club. It had seemed like an undeniable imperative at the time, but once the harsh light of day had dawned, Albus had begun to wonder what he was thinking. He didn't know anything about the man other than that he made him want to submit to his every demand. He wanted Bethilda's advice on the matter, seeing how awkward and uncertain he looked, and she frowned. Oh no, did you not like it? She asked, sounding disappointed. Albus shrugged.
1: She thinks he's going to lose her wingman.
0: I really need you to come back with me.
1: Uh, Did you, like, meet someone already? Dang. Dang. I've talked to Slughorn. I've talked to uh, (laughs) Flitwick, and no (laughs) no one wants to come, so.
0: Not everything there, but some things appealed to me, he admitted. Bethilda smiled like a Cheshire cat. Really? Do tell. Did you see something or someone you liked? She asked keenly. Maybe. He began evasively. Have you ever heard of Montre de la Petite Mont? (laughs) Bethilda's smile faltered. (laughs) (laughs) De La
1: Croix. Les
0: Yeah, I've heard of him, she confirmed, crossing her arms. He's pretty well known in the club, actually. Why, was he bothering you? Uh-oh. No, he was perfectly respectable, I'll have you know he replied defensively. As he As dug, dug
1: his nail into my hand. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> <to> grind me. <laughs> no, he
0: was perfectly respectable, I'll have you know, he replied defensively. Well, pressing his erection against Albus's arse perhaps wasn't all that gentlemanly, mm-hmm. but not. he had relented at Albus's request. A shiver traversed his spine at the mere memory of the wizard's body pressed flesh against his own. Pushing that pleasant thought to one side, he cleared his throat and added lightly, we chatted for a bit at the bar and he bought me a drink. He seemed nice enough to me. That just snorted.
1: Wouldn't it have been so funny if, when he asked Elvis what he wanted, if Elvis asked like for like a body shot?
0: <laughs> um, I'll no. have a, I'll have a buttery nipple.
1: <laughs> On my nipple. Mm. Have you guys ever done body shots? I mean, I mean, like, not like recently. <laughs> <laughs> not like two weeks ago. Have
0: you been at that bar for those body shots?
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, we- they're sort of like weird. Cause you have to be like, <laughs> yeah. someone's like navel.
0: Yeah. Like, no, I've never done it. Someone's
1: like licking your... Well, I guess now that I keep describing them, they sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is my whole Saturday calendar. Like, no. Guys, are we almost done recording? I've got to go. To a club. <laughs> I'm going to a happy hour.
0: <laughs> Bethelda snorted. In the whole time I've been frequenting that club, I've never heard anyone describe the mantra as nice. So you know a little about him, he asked interestedly. <laughs> Personally, not much. His kinks aren't compatible with mine, and I'm definitely not his type. He has a reputation for being intense.
1: But Bethilda's into water sports.
0: <laughs> I just love swimming.
1: <laughs> I, that jet that I know. Sports, <laughs> love jet skiing. Water sports. you love jet skiing.
0: Windsurfing.
1: <laughs> I was I was about to be like I love to wakeboard.
0: <laughs> My kink
1: is wakeboarding. My kink is like trying to get off the wake.
0: <laughs> intense, he yes, asked curiously, but not a bad reputation. No, not a. It's bad just like one. When,
1: when you're baiting someone to tell you what you want to hear about the person you like. <laughs> oh, so int- by intense, you mean like just like really there for his family. Right. <laughs> like, no, I mean intense, like bad. He's just okay, he's really transparent and honest <laughs> and good-hearted. And- oh, my God. So he's like a good communicator.
0: Great. <laughs> Total asshole. <laughs> yeah. So driven.
1: So he <laughs> driven. gets the job done.
0: No, not a bad one, she relented. But from what others have said, he expects complete and utter submission from his playmates. Goosebumps erupted across Elvis's flesh at the thought of being at the mercy of a powerful wizard. I watched one of his sessions once out of curiosity. Bethilda continued, he was using a riding crop on this guy, whipping him over and over again. The guy was loving it, but I realized very quickly that sexual gratification from inflicting a pain on a submissive was definitely not my thing.
1: Wait, have I ever told you guys about uh, two Halloween's ago? Soha had a Halloween party, and it was Devil in the White City themed. And we waited mm. in line for what we thought was a haunted house. That was like they turned one of the floors I into see. oh yeah, yeah 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 turned it into what we thought was a haunted house. And so there was four, oh my god I know what four you're of saying. us that waited in line for about forty minutes okay. to get in. I didn't go to that. Floor. They were only letting like five people in at a time into this like special scary room. And when we walked in and sat down on the sofa. They brought out a man, fully naked, strapped him to a board, and a dominatrix was whipping him. And we were just sitting there in shock. We had because we heard screaming, but we thought. Remember, the screaming we entered was, by those rooms, and I like. Oh, you went right? the other way. Yeah, yeah and we I waited in those rooms, but I thought it was just like scary haunted house stuff. There was like a dentist chair, like it was like really yeah, creepy. and we thought the screaming was someone being like spooked. We didn't know it was a man getting
0: whipped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bethilda shivered involuntarily at the thought. But upon seeing Elvis's cheeks flush red with embarrassment, she quickly raised her hands defensively. I'm not trying to shame you. We all have our own fantasies and desires, and I'm about as open to exploration as they come.
1: I'm judging so, you for yours. I'm not really into those, <laughs> but, you know, whatever. You
0: do you. So if you've discovered something that you want to explore, then I'm glad you found somewhere safe that you can do that. What a great kind of, like, overarching message, because I bet, you yeah. know, this kink may not be for everybody. But I
1: feel like she maybe should have told him that before he went to the club.
0: Mm, that's good would have
1: been point. a nice, like, Heads maybe up. she did.
0: Yeah. Appreciate it, he muttered, avoiding her gaze. So does that mean you're coming back to the club this weekend to Mm. meet up with him, she asked curiously. Albus hesitated before answering, not exactly. Bethilda's frown deepened, surely you're not thinking of going to his place. (gasps) Well, "Well, my taste may be particular, but I'm not an exhibitionist, he explained. I can barely talk to you about this, let alone (laughs) put on display to a room full of strangers. I want to be able to explore my tastes privately, like when you get home late. From going out and you're drunk eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't even know this guy, Bethelda warned. You don't know what he really looks like. You don't know his real name. And he doesn't know mine, he pointed out. I know where he lives, so really I know more about him than he does about me. I have the upper hand.
1: That'll be that the last time.
0: <laughs> you won't once he has got you strung up in his dungeon, she grumbled.
1: Sounds like she Al- may know from experience. <laughs> yeah.
0: Elvis glared at her. Just because I'm new to this doesn't mean I should be treated like some feeble whelp, he snapped. I'm more than capable of looking out for myself.
1: I'm nobody's Kelpie!
0: Drink drink every time. <laughs> Albus has to defend himself. Yeah. In his new sexual.
1: <laughs> yeah, poor guy.
0: I know you are, but Bethilda but sighed and shook her head. Look, you're your own man, and I know once you've set your mind on doing something, there's no talking you out of it. I just want you to be safe, Al. Can you at least tell me where you're going so if anything does go wrong, I'll know where to find you. Good. You know, again— Before you go and get strung up in a stranger's dungeon, tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a PSA about this campaign.
1: (laughs) I have joked before that, like, your actual best friend is the one that you tell, like, where you're going on your, like, bumble dates. Like, (laughs) you're like, here's where I'm going to be if I don't survive. Like, it's this place. Oh, yeah.
0: Albus glared at her defiantly for a moment, then said, side, fine. He snatched a spare piece of parchment and scribbled down the address. I'm going there on Friday night. If I'm not back by Monday, Monday? <laughs>
1: Monday? Monday, you could Monday die of cried dehydrated.
0: Allie Lefevre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could die of dehydration. I Talk know. about a shack and anchor. He's oh planning on staying for like four days. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not back in a month.
0: Monday, cried Bathilda. i are probably
1: moving in. We're <laughs> feeling things are going to go really well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break out, but I put my place on. (laughs) He brings a weekender bag.
0: (laughs) I'm here. Monday, cried Bathilda, aghast. Albus ignored her, outburst, and continued. If I'm not back by Monday, then feel free to send a search party. He slid the parchment across the table towards her.
1: Bring the oars in.
0: I appreciate you still looking out for me, but I'm a big boy, Bathilda. I'll be fine. That's like worst case he's gonna get found strung up in this like, sex dungeon. Powerful like, teacher wizard. Oh
1: my god. Like at that point I would be so embarrassed if I had to wait till Monday for a search party to find me like dehydrated, stressed. I know because you would, know by, you would know by Saturday morning that you weren't getting out and be like, ah <laughs> hell, they're coming. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bethelda took the piece of paper and glowered at it as though it had particularly offensive insult written on it, folding it in half, she tucked it down her robes between her breasts for safekeeping. Mm-hmm. You were always a wild one, she sighed, shaking her head. What am I going to do with you? Bethilda gave Albus a scrutinizing look. I suppose it explains how often you get in trouble as a tyke, though. I think you got more tannings than your brother and sister combined. Oh, dang. There was nothing that Bethilda could do to tame Albus, but he was keen to let one man in particular try just that. Woo-hoo. There is an image of a whip part of the swallows here. Albus operated to the corner of Dorset Street a little before 9 o'clock that Friday evening. Oh, man. He had been past the street before, and he knew it was not a place where those of a respectable nature tended to linger, even in the daytime. By night, the short, narrow street comprised mainly of dos houses was even less welcoming. Albus pulled his cloak closer to his neck and kept his head bowed as he quickly walked past the many hoodlums, pickpockets, and toms that milled around the street, (laughs) looking for work and strangers to fleece. Oh, it's an up-and-coming neighborhood.
1: (laughs) It's like the Brooklyn.
0: Yeah. A couple <laughs> of girls called after Elvis, offering him a good time, but he paid them no mind. He heard them calling him a wanker before turning their attention to new, more eager suitors who had just entered the dingy street.
1: Dingy.
0: Dingy. He On heard a little
1: them- tiny <laughs> boat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he heard them calling him a wanker before turning their attention to new, more eager suitors who had just entered the dingy street albus slowed then came to a stop outside a small whitewashed building that ominously or perhaps on the street wisely had bars on the small windows albus checked the address in the card again this was definitely the place he flipped the card over and over in his hand nervously fear and excitement traversing through him at the thought of what lay waiting for him behind this innocuous front door albus had never let fear of the unknown stop him before and he certainly wasn't going to let it get the better of him now gathering all his courage he knocked on the door and waited you know how there's like so many different rooms and spaces in the Potterverse, like the tent at um, the mm. Quidditch World Cup that's yeah. enormous, or like oh yeah, yeah. You know, like I wonder if you know we open a door and we like have some idea what's up behind it. Yeah,
1: you just do
0: not know. Chaos, theory. Yeah, also, his last crazy. opening
1: a bunch of doors experiences was pretty wild for him. So. Yeah. Good luck with this one. Right. I mean, it's literally called House of Like Little Death. Right.
0: After a few moments, the door opened, and Albus's breath hitched at the sight of the man before him.
1: Or is, doesn't maitre mean, like, person? Like person, guy? yeah. Like, the house is called Little Death. Oh, gotcha.
0: If only there was a way like to find out. the master
1: of something, right?
0: Isn't like a maitre d? Yeah,
1: like the in charge.
0: Master of d. Master of d. <laughs> master, master
1: of d. d. Maitre of d. There's our episode title. <laughs> Whoa. master of d
0: what does matra stand for
1: like a master yeah i'm a genius (gasps) i'm a a genius
0: after a few moments the door opened and albus's breath hitched at the sight of the man before him (laughs) while the man who had called himself the matra had worn a mask at the club this man wore no such disguise without the glamour charm albus could see how handsome the man really was pale and sharp featured with golden blonde hair that brushed his broad shoulders his plump pink lips were drawn into a teasing smile that lit up his whole face. Albus tore his eyes away from that perfect mouth and towards his eyes and noticed curiously that they're the same shade as Cerulean. That his ring had turned when they met the club. Oh, cool.
1: Guys, I feel like they also, as one more precaution, could have each worn their masks for one more night. Like, it's like if you're making it a more intimate environment, but they just went whole hog. They're like... We're totally anonymous at this, like, club. And then now we're going to be, like, our full-on faces in this private area. They just went for it. Yeah. I, I would hate to see someone unmasked for the first time alone in their house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we well, did it at
0: like, the door. So it could have been like, ah, no, and ran away. Yeah,
1: yeah true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Geller. Greeted him. <gasps> You're late, delicious. little Kelpie. <sighs> Albus frowned and checked his pocket watch. It's only a minute past nine. This, that's my timing. I told you not to be late. Oh, I was like,
1: it's only 7 past 9. Right, i like, 14 minutes 7 minutes, minutes I
0: think, is <laughs> I told you not to be late or I'd have to punish you. He reminded Albus lightly. Or maybe you want me to punish you. Hmm?
1: So they don't know each other then. Like, they don't recognize each other. No. Oh, okay. So this is the first time they're yeah. interacting.
0: Okay. So okay. again, okay. confirming, this is not cancer. This, right? this did not, not happen. <laughs> the hairs on the back of his neck stood on end at those words, and any doubts he had about coming here immediately evaporated. He cleared his throat and replied hoarsely, I'm ready and willing to be punished for my tardiness. (gasps) This is nine and 3 quarter shades of gray. (laughs) Keller grinned broadly. Good boy. Please come in. He took an elaborate step back and beckoned Albus into his home. (laughs) Albus lowered the hood of his cloak, better to take in his new surroundings. Like most wizarding abodes, the interior was much more luxurious than their modest exteriors. The walls were covered in dark wood and paneling, complemented by highly polished dark wood flooring covered in thick silk Moroccan rugs. Oh,
1: well-traveled.
0: Everything, home goods, <laughs> everything in the house from the dark gothic furniture, the velvet and silk upholstery, to the low-hanging crystal chandelier that hung overhead in the sitting room, screamed luxury. Mm. Luxury! <laughs> 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 Next nice home you go to.
1: Luxury! <laughs> 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 oh my God, your house is it. filled with <laughs>
0: <sighs> you have a lovely home albus noted standing awkwardly by the sitting room door thank you he replied please take a seat make yourself comfortable would you like a drink just water please he asked sinking into a stiff camelback sofa just water oh,
1: stiff sofa
0: good choice i wouldn't want you to be inebriated for our time together Gellert smiled he then clicked his fingers and two glass tumblers filled with crystal clear liquid appeared in his hands he handed a glass to Albus, lightly brushing their fingers together in their exchange. Before taking a seat in a nearby parlor chair, he raised his glass and cheered to new friends. Mm. Albus raised his glass and mumbled to new friends before downing the water nervously. Gellert watched Albus intently. "You've worn the mask again," he noted with interest. "Is that
1: oh. part of your fetish?" Oh. "Albus is in it, so yeah. maybe." "Oh, hmm. maybe they wait, well, but Albus, Albus, Albus was still rec- him. "Yeah, so yep. yeah." "Unless, do you think that?" He looks like Colin Farrell. Oh, maybe. So like not like him. You know what like I mean? Like he's, 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 Holly Juiced is like
0: yeah. Colin Farrell. <gasps> not as the character that Colin Farrell plays, but like he's Colin Farrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like a general muggle. Just a, ge- yeah. just a cute looking muggle. <laughs> he's
1: just like so cute. He's got a dark like, hair. He, he is, doesn't like not how he thin.
0: got there. You've worn the mask again, he noted with interest. Is that part of your fetish? Albus shook his head. No, I just wasn't sure if you would be wearing yours. And I suppose there's a certain safety with anonymity.
1: See, Albus and I are, linked
0: up Gellert nodded in agreement <laughs> that makes sense although in order for us to play together a certain level of trust and intimacy must be established between the dominant and submissive
1: I had I'll- a friend that was in a sub-dom relationship mm. and she was like so into it for a really long time but then she ended up like having feelings for him and that wasn't the game he was playing so didn't end mm. too catch flashes not feelings game you know over yeah I always say yeah always
0: how can I trust you if I don't know you, asked Albus uncertainly. Gellert smiled. Trust is earned, my little Kelpie. Oh! Trust, safety, and surrender <laughs> are the central tenets of any subdom relationship, and it's my job as the dom to earn your trust and not to abuse it, mm. he explained. So tell me, what do I have to do to earn your trust? Mm. Albus thought for a moment. It certainly seemed as though, despite being the submissive, he held all the power here. An unbreakable vow of chastity, Albus suggested. I feel like anytime you say unbreakable vow, you gotta like you break your promise and tell anyone who I really am, and you lose the ability to achieve orgasm. <gasps> oh,
1: <gasps> okay, wow, Albus is saying this to him. Yeah, Ooh, that's a pretty that's a pretty fair deal,
0: right? Like I like that you can like qualify the unbreakable vow, yeah. the unbreakable vow of whatever. Yeah, French fries. <laughs> <laughs> Eat you, my
1: French fries, and you'll never get to dip it in ketchup again. again. <laughs> no. It's like you take one of my fries without asking and you can never order your own fries again Uh, until I tell you I'm into this.
0: Gellert was silent for a few moments, deep in thought as he considered the terms, his eyes burning into Albus's making him squirm, then gave a curt nod. If an unbreakable vow of chastity will make you feel more at ease, then I accept. Both men slid off their chairs and sank to their knees, facing one another as they grasped right hands. Albus drew his wand and placed the tip on their linked hands.
1: It's actually how we start every recording session. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you promise on pain of perpetual arousal to keep my true identity secret? <laughs> Asked Albus. On pain of perpetual arousal, I swear <laughs> I will keep your true identity a secret, Gellert declared. A thin tongue of brilliant flame issued from Alvis's wand and wound its way around hands like a red hot wire. Mm. After a few moments, the flame faded and disappeared, sealing the bond. I'd love to do the unbreakable vow for things that I know I wouldn't break, but also are like really minor. Oh, right. Like, would you do the unbreakable vow to go get me a Diet Coke? <laughs> and you're
1: like, and it's I, like
0: swear? I swear upon my death.
1: And then it like links around and you're like, yes.
0: And then I like walk over, grab me a Diet <laughs> Coke. <laughs> and I'm like, it's oh, over. we did it.
1: Vow's over. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you dick, you're it. I feel like that'd be how By like, like young wizards, when they first discovered yeah. it, would like do it for dumb things. Like, yeah.
0: Well, like, will well, you didn't let Fred me read and George, your comic book? Weren't Fred and George going to do that on Ron? Yeah. And his parents like freaked out. Both men got back onto their feet, Albus feeling more at ease now. Gellert gave him an expectant look. Now you can trust me to keep your secret. Will you show me your face? He asked softly. Albus hesitated a moment before removing the mask, revealing his true appearance to the maitre for the first time. Woo!
1: You're a hottie!
0: (laughs) The man's pupils dilated. You look
1: just like your (laughs) pics.
0: The man's pupils dilated, and he instinctively reached out to stroke Albus's cheek. You look much better without the mask, he crooned. What's your name? Wolf. Albus replied automatically. Gellert shook his head. "Your real name, he implored, carefully was- pushing Albus's long, auburn hair from his shoulders to expose his neck. Albus, he replied breathlessly. Albus, Gellert repeated. The mellifluous tone of his voice seemed to caress the word. It suits you. What's your name? Albus asked curiously, <laughs> and like, because he probably should know, involuntarily leaning into the man's touch as his nimble fingers traced down his neck and along his collarbone. Gellert, he replied, leaning so close now that their lips brushed together, but you can call me master. Whoop. A small whine escaped Albus's lips as he tried to temper the lust-filled haze that threatened to overwhelm him. The sultry, dangerous tone in which the matra said the word master had him rock hard, and he thrust his hips forward a little, pressing his and the mattress' <laughs> bodies together. <laughs>
1: you can call me he master. Like, okay. He like, <laughs> air-humped, <laughs> like, in reply. You can call me master. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Baby, when we're
0: grinding. (laughs) The matron's eyes widened and he smiled as he felt Albus's erection brush against his own. Someone's keen to get started, he teased. Mm -hmm. Well, now that we have covered the formalities, are you ready to play? He whispered, continuing to tease his index finger across Albus's nipple, giving it a light (laughs) pinch through the fabric of his robes. Albus shivered at the sensation and nodded.
1: I love how the formality is literally just an exchange of names. Like, they don't know anything else about <laughs> each other. Uh, they did an unbreakable vow of arousal. Right. They did. That is pretty legit. And then he grabbed him by the t and go, let's go. titty twister.
0: <laughs> like a little, like a very little bicorn, like.
1: <laughs> Giggle signature <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Oh, wait, One more formality. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready.
0: <laughs> yes, Albus replied, his voice low and rough. Good boy, said the matron, appraisingly. Turning on his heel, he inclined his head for Albus to follow. This way. <gasps> <Huh>? The <gasps> end of the chapter. Oh,
1: my God, Decline every moment. <laughs> <laughs> and as we now end the episodes, the mournful song from a musical.
0: When the episode ends, check your underpants, are you... One up or down. Down. My ring is green because I think he, you know, he was safe, kept that mask on, mm-hmm. made an unbreakable vow. I think he's really covering all his bases.
1: Yeah, he has a search party on hold, ready to go, ready to go, just like find my friends. <laughs> he's like, guys, just got his location, Where's my wizard? His turned yeah. huh? Where's my wizard?
0: Where's <laughs> my, my wizard?
1: Find my wizard.
0: Right? I was just going for the alliteration. Oh, I like it. Instead of oh, like find it. my friends, oh, yeah. where's my wizard? I
1: like it. I like it. Um, I'll love it. My ring is also green. I'm in the mood. I'm ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Ready to And it to looks rumble. good on you. It rock looks hard. great on me. Rock Matches your outfit. Rock. My ring is also green. I'm just thrilled. I'm, I like the unbreakable vow of arousal. I like that he wore his mask. I like that Bathilda is like, I think he's just like. he's open to everything in all the right ways. And he's so excited. And he just got a boner right away. He's like, call me master. Boing, yo, yo, yoing." Yeah. And he just grinded his dong again. In response. Yeah.
0: Three green rings. Ready for the peens.
1: <gasps> yeah. Woo! Green beans go. Okay. I can't wait for the next one. And um, if you're a dong, tune in for this very extra special, extra special boner. bonus. Boner episode. I feel like I want to say what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's really cool. It is a chapter all about what was happening on Bethilda's end of things when she was at the sex club when Albus was in the back room looking out the doors. We're gonna get to hear all about like what her sexual experience is at the sex club, probably why she likes it, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. that'll be over on Patreon if you wanna come check her out. Got it. Great. She's all probably right. just
0: like sitting in the cafe at the sex club, like <laughs> sipping butterbeer <laughs> alone.
1: <Yeah.
0: laughs> we'll She's find just out. getting some
1: alone time <laughs> yeah. and reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Guys. Bye. See ya. For more erotic goodness, follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Potterotica Podcast. Or join our private Facebook group, The Potterotics.
0: For updates, merch, or to submit a story, visit us at poteroticapodcast.com
1: And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you're subscribed. And if you're extra horny, leave a review. But only if it's nice.
0: 10 points for nice reviews.